Okay, everyone ready? I've had a little bug up my butt the last few speaking tours, and I'm just going to stick with it. So I just want to put out a statement by a great master, Ramana Maharshi. Yes, people know of him, yes. Yes, famous, famous dude. So, and just, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it, is so to speak. So. Presupposing the existence of a non existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. You hear that one? So, the idea of, to me, this is the whole idea of self the sense of a self, the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, is that presupposing of the existence of an imaginary thing. And then wanting to get salvation for that thing. So I know when I was introduced to spirituality and I was doing meditation and stuff like that, this template was on all of my behavior. So when I was meditating... The meditation was being used to infer the meditator. Yeah? And then you would hope that if you did enough meditation, it would get you out of the meditator. But what's enough? Yeah? For me, I never reached that point. Everything I did was used to imply the doer of it. Yeah? Which is this imaginary thing. This feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. So he says here... When your practices themselves become a means of giving life to the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? So when the practices that we, you and I are doing yeah, give life to that imaginary thing that we'd like to get out of, in other words, they may be, not always, it matters, but they most probably... Uh, those practices are used to emphasize the practitioner. And the bondage of self is the idea of being the one. Yes? Mm -hmm. So when seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching is going on, which is conscious contact in this life, there is the mental process arises after that contact and says, I'm the one who's seeing, I'm the one who's feeling, I'm the one who's tasting, I'm the one who's touching, and I'm the one who's smelling. That is the bondage of self. Yeah. The doing isn't what bonds you to it. It's the sense of being the doer. The doing is used by the mental process. It uses thoughts to facilitate the bondage of self. Because the thoughts now usually are preceded by the feeling of my, that they're my thoughts. In other words, I'm doing them or they're about me somehow, yes? So the my is the glue. And then the thoughts are the application of the glue. So the thoughts are being noticed and seen all day. You're noticing thoughts. You're hearing them, let's say. And they sound like yours only because they sound like they're mimicking the sound of these vocal cords. Where no way has that been meant to be yours, it's the body's vocal cords. But because we're identified as the body, we think the body sound is our sound, 
and that even could, that's what causes the thoughts to seem like the sirens of Ulysses. They have a very, very strong impact on us because they sound like us. Yeah? The us is, the, is really the glue. So the thoughts, there's many of them that are being heard all day. And it doesn't matter if they're good or bad or abstract or concrete. It's what precedes them, the feeling of being the thinker, is where the bondage lies. Yeah. So you now be, be, see, when there's the claiming of the thoughts, what you claim owns you. So now the thoughts have a huge amount of influence in your day. Some people I know, their day's ruined by one thought. They're in a really good situation, and then they start feeling suspicious of it, and then it goes south, like that. Yeah? Now, if the thought, and so people say it's the thoughts, but let's say you're, you're having thoughts in your head, and they're held as Julians, yeah? and they're driving you crazy. I can sit right next to you, and they're not driving me crazy. And I'm very clear they're not my thoughts, they're yours. So I have a certain immunity to them having an effect. But if they're held, if the same thoughts are happening in my head and they're held as mine, suddenly they have a huge influence in my experience. Okay? Yeah, so it's not the thoughts. It's something that's prior to the thought, yeah? Which is that feeling of being a someone. Yeah. So... The thought is used, this is trippy, maybe you're not interested in it, but I'd like to see the exact nature of wrongs. Because if you see them, you're not it. And if you're not it, you're free from their effects. If you're looking from them, you're blind to them. You're blind to the condition you're truly in, working to, talk, to produce other conditions. But the only thing a mental state can do through doing and having is to produce another mental state. You can't produce beingness. Beingness is just falling back into when you realize what you're not. Yeah? When you realize what you're not, then what you are becomes obvious. When you're li- looking for it from what you're not, it's very, 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 ble- it's very cl- unclear and distorted. Yeah? Usually it has distance and infrequency put into it. Yet it's always available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary. Because why? This is not produced after conscious contact. You and I are prior to conscious contact. You can become aware of, prior, of conscious contact. The mental process comes after con- conscious contact and nudes the whole, the whole gift of conscious contact which leads you to the awareness. It nudes it by saying, I'm the one who's conscious. And now consciousness is an attribute we think we have so we think we can produce more of it, and usually we're thinking we're producing less of it. So I'm less conscious, so i got to do a lot of work to try to get more conscious. That's not so. See, if, when you wake up in the morning, you open your eyes, everything is on, right? How long did it take? You know, maybe my dream was in Schenectady or somewhere, but, and I'm thinking, I'm, or I'm in Bali, but as soon as my eye opened, there it is. Everything is there. And do I, do I see better if I'm going like this? <laughs> am, I seeing, am I seeing better? Do I, you know, if I, if I join a group of people and we sing, do we, get, do we, do we produce HD? And does, does anyone in this room, get, you know, are you exhausted seeing at two in the afternoon? Jesus, I, gotta, I can't see anything more today. I got a lot to see in the weekend. You know what I mean? There's no thought or effort on consciousness expressing itself. Why do we make it such a freaking effort to try to arrive at it? 
Well, we're in. I went, I do a talk every m- once a month where I live at a bookstore, like a New Age bookstore, spiritual bookstore. One night on one of their shelves, you know, a new issue came in, a book. It was a book on consciousness, 900 pages. But aren't you conscious? Wouldn't, don't you know what consciousness is? Do you have to read about it and study it? Consciousness is it's all day. You're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting. How is it? How are we missing that basic, that denominator of onness that we have to read a book about it and try to? You know, I'm studying what consciousness is. Why not just find out what it is? You're conscious all day. Yeah, it just makes no sense if you look at it. So what happens? The presupposing of this imaginary thing can lead to this. Yeah? So. I'm going to find it here. Well, what he's basically saying is, oh, here it is. Right. To try to destroy this imaginary thing through sadhanas is to be just like a thief turning himself into a policeman to catch the thief who is none other than himself. Like, I would love, really... You know how in cigarettes they have on the package they say cigarette smoking is not good for your health? I would love to have this statement on the first page of every spiritual book. <laughs> Presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing, guess who? <laughs> and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. Right. And then if you want to buy the book, go to the cash register. <laughs> but, but seriously, if this is an aberration that seems to happen before we come to, yeah? Because the mental process, the sense of selfing is produced supposedly in 500 of a second. There's basically no process or practice we can do that's going to outdraw that. There's never going to be a meditation in a sense that's going to be before the meditator. The meditator is going to arise very quickly as soon as the act is claimed by the selfing. Very quickly, extremely. Yeah. So that gunslinger is going to beat you and us and me in most occasions. But what happens if you find what a sense of what you are, which is of a timeless nature? That process that takes time is never going to outgun the timelessness because the gun is always out. Yeah, The solution or the freedom is prior to the bondage. It's not after the bondage. It's prior. You see the activity that binds, and in seeing that, you are free. Not from that, inherently. Yes? Yeah. And so now, instead of starting life from square three, which has been established by the mental state, you start at square zero, and the game board sees looks totally different from square zero than square three. And a lot of us who are running around on the game board, let's say it's a spiritual game board, so let's say maybe you get to square 23 and your mind cracks open and you have a free sample. And, but what's revealed is square zero, isn't it? And then, all right, so then you, let's say you want more or a bigger 
experience. So now you get this square 56, and then the mind, let's say, cracks open. What's revealed? Square zero. And then you think that the 99th square is the golden arch, you know, and not McDonald's, but the golden arch. And so, all right, you get there, and maybe your mind cracks open, and what's revealed? Square zero. It's got to dawn on you sooner or later, there's only square zero. All the other squares are appearing in square zero. They're appearing in it. There is no square 48, 56, 92. There's only square zero. So let's say if this little miscalculation that we're taking ourselves to be a non-existent thing, and we start our journey from there, so it's maybe just a little bit off like that, just a tiny little bit. You don't even notice it. But let's say you put 50,000 steps on this journey. After a while, it's going to go way, way, way this way, yes? It's going to geometrically progress. Where? In space and time, which is where we seemingly are, yeah? So the tiniest little miscalculation, given time and space, can whoa, 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 yeah? And then from here, trying to get back to here isn't going to happen. Realizing you were never on this is the relief. Just like the best way to get out of something is to realize you have never been in it. That takes absolutely no time and no effort. It's just an acknowledgement. It's just an acknowledgement that the mental state, its whole activity is misplacing you. It's taking you out of life is happening into an interpretation of life that it's happening to you. That's what it does. And it uses whatever it's come in contact with, and in our case, it's, it's taking advantage of the thought system to imply, to infer, to assume, to presuppose that you're a someone. It's as simple as that. Yeah? And the feelings are being used to do the same thing. The feelings aren't doing it. It's the my of the feelings that are using the feelings. So it doesn't matter good or bad feelings. They're all being claimed. Even when people call the ego is what we're trying to get out of. But isn't there a feeling that you have an ego? That's the bondage point. And then there's also the same feeling when you lose the ego. You don't go anywhere when you lose the ego. At all. The sense of self is just totally enjoying the losing and the gaining of egos. (laughs) It's like Dracula going on a vampire hunt. He'll kill all the other vampires because it puts all the light of investigation off of it. It's like the heist of all heists that is constantly getting away with before you put the security system up. And when you put the security system up, the thief is in the house. (laughs) You're trying to keep him out. He's he's moved in. He's called you. It's funny in a lot of ways. It really is. Because it seems, it, it just seems unbelievable that this continues and continues. When is someone going to put their foot down? You know? So here's the same master. And there's people who have this, his picture up, giving a talk somewhere, that if Ramana showed up, he wouldn't even recognize them. You know what I mean? He says here, simply stated, 
Not a problem, the problem. Yeah. So he's making a pretty profound statement. Simply stated, the problem is that there is a perception that there is an individual self, yeah, the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a body, yes, that wants, that, uh, which wants to extinguish itself, just like when you did drugs. Most everyone who's ever shot drugs was trying to get out of self. The only dilemma was we were trying to get out of self as a self. <laughs> That's the dilemma. <laughs> so, which wants to extinguish self so that the state of realization will be revealed. But anything which the individual self tries to do to eliminate itself merely prolongs the, its own existence. See? He uses the word anything. That's, that's pretty comprehensive, yes? There's no special exemptions if it's a 5,000-year-old papyrus-written scripture. It says anything. Yeah? If one sees spiritual practice as something that one does to attain realization then there is no solution to this problem. There is no solution because the whole problem stems from the totally false assumption that this individual self has a real existence. I think I'm going to end up my speaking career, really. This, this is the, going to probably be the last tour. Because you really, you can't say everything else is just add addition to this. With this be, when this is missed, it doesn't matter how clear you get down the road, because you're not clear about this one point. And this whole point is the most influential point. It will become your shadow, and you'll be calling at you every step of the way. And the heist will continue. Yeah. Doing will be seen as I'm the doer. Thinking will be seen as I'm the thinker. Feeling will be seen as I'm the feeler. Time will be seen as my time. Girlfriends will be seen as my girlfriends. And the my, the my, the my is the point of bondage. It's like we always did this. I did it when I've been here. Put some three important topics. Health, money, and relationships. And we're going to change the meaning of it without changing the word at all. Which is pretty incredible. Huh? The word's exactly the same. But we're going to proceed it with another word, which is my money. So here I am sitting here. I wish everyone in this room to have a lot of money. I do. But I don't want any of you to have my money. <laughs> See? It's money. But the difference isn't the money. It's what precedes the money. If it's my money, it's totally different than money, or your money, yeah? I'll steal your money, but I'm really pissed if anyone steals my money, yeah? So this whole my is like the... <laughs> it's like the heist master all freaking day, where a life that's happening is being claimed to be happening to you, and then the bondage of self is every single activity of that day is being used to bond you to this idea of being a someone, a body. And then we want to become free from that, but as that. Yeah. Just like a lot of people come to talks like this, and they're still waiting to get it. 
They don't realize it's more a, there's nothing to get than they think they're, you know, they're, this is their 500 meeting, 500 meeting. And if they weren't so socialized, they'd be super pissed. But, you know, they keep coming and eating the nice almond crust things. And, but when I'm going to fucking get this thing? And that guy got it. How the hell did he get it before me? I been I knew freaking Gene Klein or someone before him or whatever. You know, I sat with more people. I should have verified my, you know, but we're not getting it. No freaking way. It would have to be something other than ourselves to get it. And how can you get yourself? You're totally in the getting of it all day. <laughs> you can't more, see, it's this idea of it always flips me out those books about how to get into the moment. It blows my mind. Because when you were a kid and you were in an abusive situation, when you were playing, did you go home and critique your playing? Did you go home and think, all right, two I should have been playing a lot better. My playing was lagging, and this playing was really freaking good today. I'm going to have to work on my... No, it was just playing. And you, were you looking for anything like retreats or anything like that? No, because you hadn't entertained the insane idea you could be out of a moment yet. You were just in the moment, doing your thing, hanging out. You weren't worrying, will I be playing next week because time hadn't set up. All of this, all of these quote-unquote realities we live under were developed. They've been produced. We weren't beholden to them at one time. We seem to have grown into them. Why not grow out of them? But see, it's incredible fail-safe mechanism is you will try to grow out of it as what it represents. So the self will try to get out of self, like a great master, Hawaiian Po, a great Zen master, he tried to save us time. He said, listen, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. You can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. Well, now, what is he implying? Well, in my view, he's implying while you're seeking the Buddha, the mental state is using that seeking the Buddha to deny that of your own Buddhahood. Yeah. All the while, you're getting, you know, Girl Scout cookies for being doing a good job, but really, you're actually reinforcing the place you'd like to leave. Yeah. And you can't use big M mind to seek big M mind for the same same. The seeking of it is being used to imply the absence of it. And that which is everything and everywhere is not absent. It's always available at all times, just not to you and me, but to us. Yeah. So for me... I remember this. I got this book in India, and man, when I saw this statement, my spiritual pants fell down, and I didn't pick them up for quite a while. Thank God I got used to the nakedness. Because it was like, a, here's a whole story of my life, and a giant crane came with a template, and the template went down on all these special-looking, unique, particular things, and the same, same format was revealed in every one of those activities. Yeah? The activity was being used to reinforce the one who was doing the activity. That's it. And it didn't matter how noble the activity was, or if it was 5,000 years old, or what setting was done in a temple, or in the Himalayas, or in, you know, 
Hoboken, it was the same thing. There was a heist going on I was unaware of. Yeah? And I was starting from the point, the false reference. Yeah? And the false reference seemed unbearable, so it made a huge amount of sense to try to get out of it, but you can't get out of an imaginary place. The only answer to an imaginary problem is no answer at all. Once you apply a solution to it, it, it gives relevance to the imaginary problem. And now it becomes real by you are trying to get out of it. It's like a Chinese thumb puzzle. You're not going to pull your... I don't care how lubricated you get. It ain't going to come out. And if it does, you're in a bigger one. And if it does, you're in a bigger one. Like Ramana Maharshi had this great saying. He says, all right, you're sitting in, a mo- in an auditorium and you see the whole world's like a movie and it's unreal. It's really great. And he says, but there's an assumption that you're real. He says the movie is much bigger. You sitting in the auditorium thinking you're seeing the world is unreal is also the movie. Yeah? In other words, this is always going to be in front of the camera. It is never going to be behind the camera. And that which is behind the camera is never going to be known yeah, by that which is in front of the camera because they're the same. Yeah? It's recognizing what you're not is realizing what you are. It's knowing what you're not. You can study about what you're not because that knowledge will serve you because it will distill into a recognition, I'm not that. And then you find out what you are by the living of it. The knowing it is out of the question. To me, mental knowing neuters whatever it knows. Yeah, It's like... Uh, as soon as it thinks it knows something, it's sort of like we used it last night. Here's a glass of water. So I go to the, the river. I want to know what river is. you know. So I put it in, I get a glass of the water. I think I have some river, but something's lost. The rivering. The, 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 the movement is lost. So now I think I know it, but do you know it? You don't know it. Because knowing it is a sense-felt, tactile event. The presence is alive. It's an incessant onness that intimates itself. And when that becomes the starting point, then the game looks different. You know, the pursuit of happiness, you may not want to get up from the couch. (laughs) Because you're content already. Thoughts lose influence in you. And this whole, I cannot believe, if you look at the thought system, just look at the the thoughts that go on in one's head. The thought system is happening now, the only place it can be happening, but its its main topic is never now, it's there and then, isn't it? It's always about yesterday and tomorrow. Wouldn't that be a clue that maybe (laughs) faith in that would be misguided? You know what I mean? Just, I mean, because really, this is, in a sense, all there is. It's like this idea of what's not happening, which is all the thoughts think about what's not happening, and then what's happening. And what's not happening, anything can happen. I mean, you can have cancer. Well, you actually don't, but you can in the future. Yeah. You can be destitute when you're living in Villanova. You can have a fear that you'll be destitute. And 
if there's faith in the thought system, it will produce an effect here. You'll feel contracted. Or let's say here, if you're not, in, if you're freaking out tonight, it's very rarely based on tonight, isn't it? It's usually based on yesterday or in the afternoon or tomorrow. Because yeah, the thought system doesn't give a damn about now. It's using it to think about yesterday and tomorrow. But it has a purpose to it. And that purpose is to remember self. Yeah? Because the thought system pictures you and I as a body, doesn't it? When you think about you three years ago, why, why do you picture it as a spirit? Obviously can't. You couldn't picture yourself as a spirit. You picture yourself as a body, don't you? So when someone says... Paul, weren't you in Toronto three years ago? And I think, I, and what, how do I remember I was there three years ago? Because I remember a body. Yes? So the thought system pictures you as a body. And when it's worrying about you in the future, it's worrying about you as a body, and it's using that to remember you as a body now. This is the bondage of self. This is how it happens. Yeah? It can't produce the effect, but it can make it look like it's so. And it works really hard to do just that. Yeah. So the whole world of the mental state is seemingly so. It's appearing to be true or false to actually what's so. You and I are what's so. I hate to break the news to you, but you are the reality. And the mental state gives us a po- another possibility of an interpretation. And if the reality believes it's so, it sure seems like it's so, isn't it? I mean, look at how extreme it can be. I, you know, let's say certain people have bad situations that happen in their lives, and they crowned one of them as the worst thing that ever happened. And they built a little altar to it, and it's the reason why a lot of marriages have failed and shit like that. If that hadn't happened, everything would have been different. And yet, let's say they go into a different state, and their mind changes a little, then they look back at it and say, that's the best thing that happened to them. What is it? Is it the worst thing? And then it just miraculously turned into the best thing? Or is it neither? Or is it all the meaning is given to it by you? Based on your condition, not its condition. Exactly. So what is... If something can seem to be so that isn't so, what is it seeming to be so to? It must be to what's so. How else could it have any sense of reality other than if we lent it? Yeah. How can false evidence appear real? Like we say in recovery, an acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. And you get afraid. Yeah? So what is it appearing real to? False evidence appearing real needs someone, something to appear real to. Yes? Or it couldn't appear real. It's false. That's us. We're the reality. That thing that's looking right now, nothing precedes it. Nothing. There's no thought in front of it. There's no action in front of it. There's nothing in front of it. That's it. Yeah. What we are is not the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, toucher. We are the seeing of the hearing, the seeing, the feeling, the tasting, and touching. Yeah. The whole point is Maybe, just maybe, if you see what you're not, you'll be awake to the inherent awakeness. Basically. And you know what? 
There may not just be a giant opening of the seas, and it won't be maybe on a cliff with long hair and your hair blowing, and the eye of God will appear, and your girlfriends and next girlfriends will be looking at you adoringly. It may be you go into the store, really, basically. It's dog shit awareness. It's fucking nothing to write home about, really, because there's no experience in it. It influences all your experiences, but you're not experiencing it at all. It's not an experience. It's way beyond an experience. Yeah? It doesn't come and go, and then, and then leave you with having a wish that you could elongate it. It's nothing like that. It's just an incessant onness. That's that. Yeah? You just rest there, and then, you know, pass the salt. To whatever. It's just the way it goes. But you do start comprehending things that you could only conceptualize before, like comprehending peace, understanding serenity, yes, sensing clarity, all that. Without any thought or effort, it just shows up. Because you're in a vast space, and a lot of things show up in that space. Yeah, And a lot of things download, and you get the great joy of something moving through you. Yeah? And it's never for you, it's usually to you know, pass a message on to others. Yeah? You get used quite a lot. Yeah? It's like, oh, here's your snow, it has nothing to do with you. You're like a hose that's transferring water to some other location. That's it, that's your job. Yeah? But while that water is moving through, that's the highest level the hose can feel, is the water moving through it. It's completed its purpose, in a sense. Yeah? It was really helpful for me because the false square zero is leading to a lot, a lot of offness. Yeah? If you could just fall back and maybe see what happened with me with realizations. You know, realizations, when they're like this, they're great because you're having them. Yeah? Oh, I had this one and I had a big one. I had a huge epiphany, but there's always you seemingly having it. And you know when epiphany ends is the thought usually comes up, I'm having an epiphany. Yeah? So the mental state claims it and then it becomes something, yeah? An epiphany. Then you have a big spiritual mantle and you put it up there and you have some of your other spiritual big game hunters. Look at that fucking epiphany I got. Bowel. It's nice if it's in a lovely tropical place. Bowel or whatever. Alright. But see what can happen is this. Here's the realization. Pretty safe. Oh yeah, I'm so fucking clear. <laughs> this is what's cool though. Here it goes. And then it goes like this. And then you see this. This. You see this. Not looking from here or taking everything in to imply this, but no, you see this from behind the camera. And then you realize what this position is. With no study, nothing. That you're in the content, yes? And yet you're of the context. You're in the content, but you're of the context. Yes? It allows you to travel lighter here as the action figure. And it doesn't say it's going to change your geography of your life. You'll just travel lighter over whatever's in store for the figure. You know, cancer, no cancer, marriage, no marriage, divorce, no divorce. You'll travel lighter through it all. What more do you want, really? You know, you have a sense of contentment. You feel comfortable in your own situation and, others, and the situations you enter, and there you go. Yeah? 
it's levy it takes it just it just it, it just knows and voids all the addition of heaviness to things you know and I'll tell you you know one of the greatest heists in the beginning of like the internet stuff was these people they stole like a quarter of a penny from every transaction but after all the transactions they had gotten a pretty big sum and because it was so small no one noticed it you know they just took like a quarter of a cent out of everything but all out of all of them they had a pretty nice haul this is sort of what it's like you don't recognize how graced we are when the lightness is, is the new norm because shit so much heaviness could have been produced and where does the heaviness get produced from the, the fields of what's not happening isn't it? I mean, we believe, we feel we're so unempowered, but we're miracle workers. You know, Lazarus was supposedly raised by Jesus, but at least Lazarus was alive at one time. We're, we're making shit out of nothing all day. Aren't we? Really? We're, we're making up earth-shattering events, aren't we? Every week. I mean, that's a fucking humongous effort to produce such an effect in your little life out of what's not happening. Can you imagine if you... And then what's happening has, has none of the possibilities of what's not happening have, but it has one thing that what's not happening doesn't have, which is it's happening. It is happening, yeah? And just the acknowledgement of this, this being what's happening produces an immunity to what's not happening, Yeah? It produces an immunity. The false evidence appears real doesn't appear real anymore. It doesn't produce that sense of fear, which is mental anxiety. You're now freed from that. Blue becomes blue. Things make freaking sense. Like the Course says, Course in Miracles, it says, the brain interprets to the body. The brain interprets to the body. It's not interpreting to what you are. That's why we're so fucking confused. The brain and all the, the self-centeredness, all the selfing, interprets to the body. It sees you as a body. Yeah. And that would be fine and good, but if you're not, it may produce an irritability and a restless and discontent which will be totally, totally hidden because you will start from the body. Instead of seeing freedom from something, you'll be trying to see freedom as that something. You'll be trying to become free as a self instead of from it. And it's only an activity. And it's activity, the amount of influence it has on us is based on us, not on it. Actually, the advertising is pr- sucks pretty much. It's only because it's about us that we fall under its sway. Like the Buddhism, they say it's a cherishing of self. There's a cherishing. The mental state cherishes what it's making up. Yeah? And, it, and our interest and attention follows it. Would you go to 20 years ago to think about Stanley? A guy named Stanley, would you? Would you sit and spend the whole afternoon thinking, you know, if Stanley wouldn't have said that thing to Sue 20 years ago, I bet you Stanley's whole life would be different? No, you're not, no way. But we're going back there all day. We're going to things that never even happened and holding resentments about them, only because it's about us. If you lose interest in the self, you'll gain interest. 
as we say in recovery. Lose interest in the self, and there'll be a byproduct. You'll gain interest in others. But then, identify the self. If you try to gain interest in others, that's also obsession with self. You see? There's recognize the false reference, and things will look totally different. Before you go into things, not through the things you're going into, but before, yeah, before you go into the practices with this view, the practices may really have some benefit because they won't be benefiting you anymore. sucks in a certain way, but hey, <laughs> you know how they say, you know, the party's great, but when you get there, it sucks every time? Yeah, sort of like that, you know. <laughs> you want to be there to get it, but if you're there, that ain't it. <laughs> we had an old story I like to use, the uh, knocking on heaven's door, it's a famous one from my own little background. <laughs> no one else has heard it, but I have. I've said it many times. So, all right. So there's heaven's door, and so I feel like I want to go to heaven and stuff. So I go up to the door. I think I have a good resume. I've done a lot of stuff. You know, I've gone a lot of retreats in five different continents, and you know, sat with a lot of people. All right, so, and then the door opens immediately, which is sort of off-putting. You think heaven's a pretty big place. It just take them a little longer to get there. And there's God, and I go, God, can I come in? And God looks right at me and says, Paul, can't come in. So I get a little disappointed, and I walk away, and I decide I'm going to redouble my efforts. So I start meditating a lot and doing all this stuff, and I, I got patchouli oil, and I got a nice loving gaze going, and I'm very well known. I'm a circuit speaker, or whatever, and all this stuff. Written a book, and I flew over luck now. So I, uh, I've been accredited as an, an authority. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I go to the door, and I go, and it opens up again very quickly. It's sort of unsettling, and I go, okay, God, can I come in? And God looks right at me and goes, Paul can't come in. So now I just say, Fuck you! And I just struck the rose off, and I start going out and drinking and fornicating and having a great old time. And I fall into this river one night, and I get swept down. And I come to God's door, and when I'm getting out of the water, my mind cracks open. Something happens, and I knock on the door. God's immediately right there. I say, God, can I come in? He says, Paul can't come in. And I walk right by. See, while I was Paul, I was taking it personally. But in fact, he was just stating a fact. A Paul, a Steve, a Mary, a Sue can't come in. But as long as I took it personally, I exiled myself. As soon as I realized I wasn't Paul, I walked right in. How about now? You know? How about now? It's easier than you think. Everything's easier than you think. (laughs) Before the thought, you are. Why, why do you want to know yourself? See, what happens when you're identified as a self, as this thing, the thoughts are looking at you. They're judging you with false eyes. But don't they feel like they're looking at you and they're taking you out and they're telling you how you are, how you're going to be, how they were, how they're going to be? The thoughts seem to be like drones all day, like surveilling you all day, don't they? Because that's a false looking. Yeah? 
but you become objectified. So the thoughts can see you as an object, the body. But what you are sees those thoughts. And those thoughts cannot see what you are. They cannot look the way they look at an object and conceptualize it and give it meaning and name and form. They cannot touch what you are. We are truly like an empty sky that allows everything to happen in it but is not touched by anything that happens in it. None of the clouds, the dog, the cloud that looks like a dog on Tuesday doesn't look like one on Friday. It's not in the little corner dogging, you know. No. All this stuff comes and goes. A plane flies through the sky, never calls the tower at the airport saying, I ran into a big chunk of sky, ever. When it rains, it doesn't wet the sky. The car, the earth gets wet. And when a bird shits, it doesn't stay in the sky. It lands on our car or something, yeah? The sky allows everything to happen in it, yet it's not affected at all by anything. That's mind-like. Big M mind-like. See what you're not, and that stuff will download, and you will find out about it by it intimating itself through your experience and seeing in other people's. And in the choreography of this whole huge dance going on, you'll notice its, its signature in everything. Yeah. You'll feel it almost. You intimate it. Well, you are it. That's the closest you can get. Yeah? Yeah. So the mental state wants to place you in front of the camera. Yeah? But even though I don't care how much it seems to be so, it can never be so. You are never going to be a thing. So, freedom is prior to bondage. Yes? From the solution's point of view, there is no real problem. It's an activity. Yes? From the problem's point of view, you need a solution. But from the solution's point of view, there is not a real problem. And what happens to the solution when that dawns on you? There's no need for a solution either. That's how economical it is. You are exactly what you're looking for. No addition, no subtraction, no polishing, no spit shining, nothing. Yes? You are that. You can't become more that doing this or hearing more. It's the easiest thing at all that's demonstrating no thought, no effort all day. Why do we make so much thought and effort trying to get back to it? Maybe if you realize you've never left, it would be easier. Yeah? Maybe that established place you feel you're lost in may be a total serenity. Maybe you've never moved at all from everywhere. There's never been a special somewhere that was planning its plan how to get to everywhere as long as I can keep the special somewhere in this intact. <laughs> it's like the wave in the ocean. The whole dilemma with the wave is it's identified as a wave. In that identification as a wave, the most it can think about the ocean is knowing it, you know, or maybe having a couple of experiences of it. It's almost hilarious 
but not to the wave. The wave has separated itself from its source. And, now, and then it has the double whammy, it wants to experience its source as something other than itself. So the wave will study the ocean, learn the ocean, you know, do experiments on the ocean, but the oceanness won't dawn on it because it's identified as something that it's not. All that's needed is for the wave to see it's not a wave. What is it going to find out in no time at all with no effort at all? It's ocean. It always has been ocean. Anyone who's ever had a quote-unquote awakening will definitely say the same thing. And when it occurs, you realize it's always been that way. It wasn't like something that suddenly happened 2003 at 3.30. The obvious, if you took a study of all these people around the world, they probably all intimate the same thing. Once it dawned on me, I realized it was always that way. Exactly. Yeah. There's realization, and then there's you realizing. Don't wait for the you to realize. Have a realization you're not the you. That's that. You don't need to beat a dead horse, you know. Just have to point out to the rider it's dead. <laughs> Oops, so then suddenly a possibility arises. I can get off. <laughs> yes, it's not moving for quite a while. I think it's safe to get off though. <laughs> That's what happened with me in recovery. About whatever year it occurred, I had been leading workshops in recovery about the whole thing about self and obsession with self. But I beg to differ with the book in a sense. My experience is it's not obsession with self, because I think obsession with self reinforces the identification with the self. So I think it's identification with self. And then one time my head cracked open in a certain way, and I was reading this, this statement, which to me is the most profound statement, one of the many in the big book of AA, which says, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, that self small s. We're not talking about the universe. We're talking about the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. The sense, the vague sense of being a someone. That is being convinced that self manifested in various ways, lots and lots of ways, is what has defeated us. So we're the us, yeah? And then there's, let's say, like a foreign installment, I like to call it a parasitical movement, called selfing. That's hatched in the mental state, and, the, and it becomes a mental process. And it doesn't have a life, so it tries to claim one that we offer it, yeah, because we're consciously in contact here. Yeah. So now, alright, so now it says if you're convinced of that, we will look at how self, how that defeated us. Yeah. So you look at how you were defeated by self to see what was the center of the defeat, the sense of self. And the defeat, to me, what allows all the defeats ever to occur is the petri dish of being identified as that. See? Because when you're identified as that, if you have a feeling of freedom, it co-ops it, and you will try to be free as that. If you have a longing for the truth, it will co-opt it and make it 
that it's the one that's longing for the truth. And when I saw it as a foreign installment, or like a parasitical movement, the next thing that dawned in my head, it was always pregnantly available, but never could drop in, while the identification as self was in place, the next thing was, I could be free from it. As soon as I realized I wasn't it, the first possibility that dawned upon me was I could be free from it. Not as it, not through it, not for it, not by it, but from it. And it's been echoing ever since. Yeah? I was, that was the last answer. No other answer has come. Yeah? And it, it invigorates itself because the mind's entertaining no matter what. We're entertaining separation now. We're entertaining all of this all day. But the thing is with the mind, unless something occurs, a download, or somebody hits you, or you have a traumatic situation, the, the self-centeredness will not allow a lot of possibilities into your field of entertaining. Look at what it's done to okayness. Now it's, I will be okay, and um, you know, a nostalgic, I was once okay. You see how it does? And while it says it was once so, and it will be so, it's saying it's not possible now. That's the heist. <coughs> so you got sent out looking for okayness, but it's already produced the heist. It stole it, the inherent okayness, from your attention or your possibility. And then it makes it, then it elongates it into time where you can, even if you get it, you can lose it. <laughs> it plays this like an insane, remember those games when you were a kid, they'd have an egg and they, they'd hide it in a bush, and then some guy would be on a microphone or a woman, sometimes they was, this is a, a sadistic one, and they're going, oh, you're getting warmer, you're getting warmer, and then, uh-oh, you did something, you're cold, there's no way. It's, there's no end. If the head is playing with you, it's putting distance and time into something that's timeless and everywhere. And we're buying it hook, line, and sinker. See it. Listen to people share. Hey, how are you doing? I'm not really okay. But I will be. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Don't mess with my unokayness, but I will be okay. And you know, I was once okay. The heist is like out in the open all freaking day. Yeah? Or let's, let's null and void the obvious possibility and then make it seemingly possible. <laughs> And I can write a huge story about you seeking for okayness. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's a giant. It's, to me, it's slavery. Seriously. It's freaking slavery. Really, have you had, ever had a job? I haven't had one lately. But <laughs> I probably won't have this one after tonight. It's not looking good. I'm not going to be producing any, any followers. I'm just going to become more obsolete, which is my job, really. So, <laughs> but you ever had this happen? You're at a, you're at the job, and the day's over. You go home. You have a couple of drinks, a beer, whatever. Nothing. Calistoga, sparkling water. Here would be fresh juices, you know, fresh juices, <laughs> some raw bacon food. And at eight thirty-nine, your head tells you you had a bad day. Now. You would think that you would know it was batting when it was batting, yeah? But now, like, 13 hours after the scene of the crime, basically, it informs you you had a bad day. Don't, doesn't that hint of displacement? Don't you feel like something's 
A lot of shenanigans can happen in those 13 hours that have just sort of been made up about something. You don't see that as a, a heist? I don't know. I wouldn't call that normal. You know, if you're conscious and yet you seem so unconscious, it must be, it must be produced because you're conscious. Yeah? That's un... You cannot take that out of the equation. It would love to, but it can't. But... It makes us seem like we're not so much, isn't it? I don't know. I've already had the slavery of addiction, drug addiction. At least I got a big rush on that one. This is like a slow water torture. You know what I mean? I hope I will be great. I hope it can work out. I hope it gets better. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, if I work hard enough. But of course, when a formula and a system fails, who gets blamed? You do. You're not a good enough practitioner or something. The system always supports its own fucking survival. Well, you know... You don't want to go much farther, you know. I, mean, I think that's a pretty. I'll read. I just want to read it one more time. I don't know if it's having an impact on you. It has a huge impact on me. When I, that's why I like to say it again because I, it has a huge impact. This was, you know, some of these things that expanded you. They uh, they produce a huge scent felt scent sense feltness, yeah? Certain things in all the years I was introduced to things, certain statements such like you are the dreamer of the dream you forget that you're dreaming by actually remembering you're the dreamt, yeah? And in that condition you give it everything all the meaning it has. To me that's I think is a pretty good diagram of everyone's life, every day's life, yeah? We're the dreaming of the dream, we forget that by remembering we're the dreamt yeah? And in that condition, we give everything we're dreaming the power to affect us. As what? The dreamt. Isn't that so? Yes, things like that really hold up. They stay with me. Because it makes all this stuff that seems so, so many things to go over were explained by one little template. Just one thing came down, and it fit everything else that had gone on, no matter how much, how many reams of paper and how much all fit right under that one statement. Yeah. And just like this, the whole idea of a non-existent thing and then trying to either escape as it or get realization for it or even try to escape from it, but you're still completely captured by it like in AA. Self will try to get out of self and that cannot possibly happen because there is no self. Yeah. At least... If we had a school, I would. I think you could have a few semesters on this one point before there was any graduation ceremonies. Really, I mean, I would think this would be dwelled on and contemplated, and then maybe you'd have the eyes to see it being manufactured instead of being coming to after the process has been completed, where you'll be looking from that, and by looking from that, you'll never be able to see it because you're calling it you. And there's been the doppelganger has taken up your place. You're living an interpretation. It's like the invasion of the pod people, you know? All the pods have been put in, and we wake up, we look like the person, but now, you know, we're totally concerned with time and all this shit. What <laughs> happened to us? We lost that 
the joy and the spontaneity of childhood, but that's still available. It wasn't only for you when you were a child. It was of mind, wasn't it? I had wonder and awe and bounds. Have you driven around this area this last few days? The colors? It's freaking mind-boggling. Sometimes you're like in a color tunnel of trees just going down these lovely streets in this neighborhood. And then instead, then we were looking at it today, all these leaves on the ground, we were actually walking on a canvas. If you would have lifted up, you would have seen this giant, unbelievable production of a mosaic that no university student union could do. You know, putting it, it was just unbelievable. And every day, a new, a new sky. Never, you were never fucking skimped on. You know? And it's moving. It's not just a piece of art, but it's moving all day. And do I mean? It's like, you know, and then, you know, fucking, I got that, I got that deadline to complete. <laughs> you know, the ass coming out of the cell makes a sound, a pop. You know what I mean? You know? How about pop, you know? This ass is up the, the self is up the ass. You're up the ass of self. And we're all looking for a divine proctologist. <laughs> Pull us out of there. But we want to scurry right back. This is a very strong current, this identification. It's not something that washes away. It's something that has to be seen through. Yeah, so that's it. Again... <laughs> <laughs> Any questions today? <laughs> it's great news, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You are what you're looking for. As St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. You are what you're looking for. The seeker is... I used to... This guy just saw me and he had, he'd been listening to me for like eight years... And every time I said the seeker is the sword, he thought I was saying sword. And he had to try to figure out what the hell is he meaning? The seeker is the sword because of the accent right now. The sword. The sot. The sot. The seeker is the sot. The sword. That's how I understand it. The sword. I can't sock doesn't make sound weird to me. The seeker is the sword. Yeah? What do you think? Do you think they just said those things to fuck with us? You know? <laughs> they were cryptic little statements that are worth 800 pages of scriptures, really. They can stop your little head in its tracks, and when the selfing stops, you continue. You're not a product of anything. You're prior to all productions. You may be in cahoots with a lot of it, but you're prior to it. Yeah. <coughs> And then do all your stuff, or don't do your stuff then. I would think it would, this would really, really enrich a meditator because you would feel being meditated. The, the sense of being meditated would cut out that, the claiming and having it produced. Because isn't that how you really feel? I don't think when you're sitting and you're on, it's like you're being meditated. Like awareness is meditating this. Yeah. So all you're doing is like uh, you're just there witnessing it or whatever. There's a meditation constantly going on, and that thing never takes its eye off the ball. So if you believe you're going to produce effects as the meditator, and meditating, being meditated is so far superior because it's incessantly going on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Your head gets sucked. Yeah. See? No. Yes, I understand. Yeah. But you know what's moving really is the presupposition. It's the mental state that's presupposing it's moving. You've never moved at all. That's why you can go back to it so quickly. Seemingly. But you haven't disappeared. You seemingly have. Most people are claiming mental movements to be their movements or them moving. You haven't ever moved. No, I mean literally. It's not corny. You haven't ever moved. Yeah? So when the interest attention has been following the mental ball for quite a while, so when the mental ball moves, it goes with it. So there's a feeling that you are getting caught up. Yeah? But that's more the feeling of interest and attention getting caught up. Yeah? Well, you feel like that, but that doesn't make it so. And this is sort of a report. This is like the police report after the heist, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying the heist can never possibly happen. So if you don't, if there's an abstinence that builds up from going with this and going with that, you'll see, in a, in a deep sense, nothing ever happened, really. Tons of things happened, but nothing ever happened. Because you're all there is. It's sort of like, you know, when something's always so, you can't, you don't recognize it. You know that? When something is always so, we work on comparison. We work on not being there and then being there. That's how we recognize things, the apparatus, yeah? What's always so escapes us. Just like the fish may not know it's in water at all its whole life. It may believe in if he had a self-centered fish, he may be having a huge story how dry he is while he's totally immersed in water. No, it's funny, but it's true. Yeah? The, the obvious escapes us completely, and we usually go towards particulars. Yeah? Like if you have a blackboard and someone puts one chalk dot, that's where your head goes, to the dot, yeah? not to the space. Or like when you leave a movie theater, who claps for the screen? but that the screen is what's allowing all the movies, yeah? We miss the big picture because we're looking too hard, yeah? The looking that we are saddled with when identified as self is called self-centeredness, yeah? You see everything as how it pertains to you. That's a very limited way of looking, and in my experience, it's the <coughs> act of blindness to what's seeing. So if you try to turn this form of looking... To see what's seen, you'll never freaking see it because you are what's look. You are the seeing. Yeah, you can't use a bastardized version of seeing to find it. You are it. Yeah. The immediacy. I have to tell you. We have a little time. I'll tell you another little story. This is from AA. <coughs> it's another famous 
story that no one thinks is famous except for me and people hear me. So it's called the Poopa Scoopa story. And I like to use it because it demonstrates something. So here's a guy who has a beautiful house and a really beautiful lawn. And his, a lot of his life is based on that lawn. He has lawn bowling tournaments. He's had a few marriages done on it. He likes to run around with no shoes on in the morning dew and do angels and everything. And it smells and he picnics. And it's really a great big part of his life. And so one day he jumps off the porch without any shoes and he lands in some shit, you know? <laughs> so then he fucking gets on the porch and first thing to tolerate the new situation, he's got to wear shoes, no more running around, okay? This is how life happens when it gets taken over, all right? So what happens is he goes in and he comes back out and then he's walking around and he finds there's a lot of shit on this beautiful, pristine lawn and it's starting to smell, too. So he goes in, he calls up, he cancels the lawn bowling tournament and stuff like that. And he's very perplexed and he just does what he usually does, tries to ignore it. Four hours later, he goes back out and there's shit everywhere. It stinks to high heaven, you know? So he's like sort of disappointed. He goes back in and he says, I fucking must have, I just, I've lost the lawn, you know? So he pulls the shades down and he goes to Costco and he buys pictures of like the Kentucky Derby, the bluegrass of Kentucky, and he, or giant golf tournaments he watches, and he just starts have waxing nostalgic about what it was like to have a beautiful lawn. And then he's talking to other people, and they have the similar situation, and they get together, and they have meetings about what it's like not to have, have all this shit in, and how can we, what's, what kind of answer could, could we have? And the guy says, listen... If you start using pooper scoopers and you get good enough, you can get some of that lawn reclaimed, at least for a little while. Maybe you'll get five by eight, but you can enjoy that little area. It's better than nothing. So you think, all right, yeah, so this guy gets a pooper scooper and he gets pretty good. And he's sharing at these meetings and the word gets around to a lot of people with the same problem and he gets asked to speak at other meetings of pooper scooper, you know, stuff. And now he's got two, and he's two of them and he's got videos and he's taking them up and he's showing you how to really get it going. And, uh, and then he says, he starts saying, and so now he's a big circuit speaker. He's going everywhere and speaking, you know, and, and so now he's managing the, whatever the problem was and it's, he's got a big, it's his life. Yeah, this is life. He's going, He's got like jumpsuits with his name on it and this autographed pooper scoopers and he's fucking just a well-known character. All right, so what happens? So let's say another guy comes over and hey sis, hey I have a solution and he goes what? Are you? I'm not looking for a solution. He thinks he has a solution, you know. He's got the leather jacket, the scoopers. He's got a new book coming out. He's got a tour to go on. You know what I mean? His pr the problem is his solution. And the guy goes, well, if you ever want it, find the dog. Yeah? And the guy leaves. And so he goes, he goes, what? Find the dog. If you get rid of the dog, there goes the shit. Now you would think he would immediately embrace that solution, but it's a threat now to his story. Yeah? He's a fucking master scooper, or whatever. Scooper, scooper. He's the first lineage holder of his new lineage. You know, what I mean? he's he doesn't he's not he's not seeing the solution as a solution. Voila, that's what happens. That is exactly what happens. The mental state gets invested in the newest identity. Let's say it's spiritual person or whatever. And then a solution doesn't sound really like a solution to what's listening, you know. 
Because what's the first bit that's going up is the selfie. It's going to catch anything that's ever said. The problem with this is like we used to do the first video we ever did was the, lo- the sheep and the lion. Because I noticed the situation at these talks of that you hear the message, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. A lot of people resonate with that message. But then when it hits the ear, the ear is configured in a certain way. It turns into, I can become like a lion. Because there's already the sheep identity in place. So when it hears about its own nature, it sounds like something it could acquire. Because it's taking its own nature to be a sheep. Yes? This is exactly like it. So the solution is find the dog. In this case, you're the dog. <laughs> Get rid of the dog, you, and there you won't need any poopers to. <laughs> Now, ooh, I don't know if I want to get rid of the dog. Well, hence, this is how, it, how it's going. The diagnosis is 100% guaranteed to point something out. You may like it or you may not, but that's the job. I'm not here to win. <laughs> <Nope. I don't. laughs> so, yeah, you see? Do you see it? The head... If you're identified with something, you don't know it. Yeah? And everything that you meet is going to be greeted by that. The first bit that's going to go up is that. Yeah? And as soon as the ball is hit, it turns the ball into its game. See? Just like you watch it non-duality. It's getting to such an extreme that there are selves now that are trying to become like a non-self, but as a self. You know what I mean? And if you email them or you watch them, their little things on Facebook, if you say I or me, you're disqualified <laughs> from, non, from the domain of non-duality. You, oh, you said I. That implied a you, and you're out. This is the... You're like, it's like Pharisees, you know? They're into the letter of the law, but they lose the spirit of the law. You know, it's like looking at the tree so intently you miss the fire, so to speak. So non-duality is co-opted. Non-duality only means not two. It doesn't mean any freaking thing else. It doesn't mean the divine oneness or nothing. It doesn't mean that. It means start and end at not two and then find out for yourself. Yeah. But look at what's happened. Now there's practices and processes all the time introduced in the guise of non-duality. How can that be? When non-duality is implying there's nothing to do and there's no time to do it, it's always available at all times, then how can you arrive there? This isn't something you can build a business on. You're meant to become obsolete. You're just sharing something that negates you <laughs> as a role player. <laughs> you're like a mailman, hopefully with a big pension, because you're going to be let off the route soon. <laughs> Literally. This isn't like furthering it, you know. I don't know, these are my opinions about it. I'm not into <laughs> intensives and retreats. I don't believe you need to beat a dead horse. I think I have faith in mind. I don't think you need a big push. I think you need a little tickle. And maybe repeat it a lot. I have a lot of faith in mind. Once you entertain a possibility, 
that mind will surround it, and if it's got if the graces are there, it will goggle it like you do wine, and more and more will will blow up out of it. It expands whatever is introduced to it. <coughs> Just like they used to say, if you see one drop of the ocean, you see the whole ocean. That's like mind. You get one idea, let it entertain it, it'll just expand on it, yes? And in that expanding, you'll feel the unfurling of this mind like a big flag, or like the aperture will go like this, yeah? You've been thinking it's only been this way, but it's not. It can open up really, really wide, yes? Yeah. But it needs some possibilities, not ones laced in time, and space, but something of timelessness, like an immediacy that you can't make anything out of, an immediacy that you can't build an outpost on, an immediacy, yeah? And then rest there while we're doing everything else. We're all action figures, and we have destinies as action figures, yeah? Surfing, yoga, it doesn't matter. But you'll, you'll travel a lot lighter through it if it's not taken to be you or defining you all freaking day. Yeah? Like for me, with the surfing, I really have an experience of a lot of joy when I'm in the water. Now I can't go in the water but my knees shot for two years. But it's very clear to me that the, the surfing sort of uh, brought out the joy but the joy wasn't given to me through the water. I brought the joy in, and the water teased it out because mm-hmm. there, I have a passionate bent about it, just like you have a passion about, let's say, a dancing or yoga. So that will tease it out. But don't mistake it that it's being produced by anything because one day you may not be able to do that which is seemingly producing it, and you'll believe it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the heist. Again, yeah? See, you are all, and things here tease it out, yeah? Passion or a love or something like It brings out something that's inherently possible in you. It doesn't put anything in. The beauty of it, it's yours completely, and it's being pulled out, yeah? That's the joy of it. And then life is seen more as an expression instead of an achievement, you know? I feel it's expressing constantly. That's this whole place. So, all right, seriously, that's it.